Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all gathered together in one place and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rushing of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other languages as the spirit gave them ability now there were devout jews from every nation under heaven living in jerusalem And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. A reading from Acts. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall turn to darkness, and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Sunday that all those who read the lessons secretly dread. (laughs) This reading from Acts is used every single year, and it is long, and it is laborious, and all those names of the places and languages. Many of them we've never even heard of. Plus, they're exceedingly difficult to pronounce. So thank you, Elizabeth, for the courage in being our reader today. You did wonderful. You did great. Sometimes we even cut that part of the lesson out because it's just this lengthy list of names that don't make a lot of sense to us. So unless you're some sort of um, history or linguistics scholar, 
you probably don't have much of context of what these names really mean or where the people came from. So it ends up just being this sort of tongue twister, a mouthful that doesn't have a lot of meaning. But this year, the scripture struck me quite differently. About 40 of us from faith have been coming together over the last few weeks, learning using a resource called the IDI, or Intercultural Development Inventory. Now, the IDI is commonly used in workplaces and education, so you may have experienced this tool even if you didn't participate with us. Through the IDI, we learned about the differences that make a difference across human relationships. And we were challenged to grow in our cultural awareness and learning as a congregation. So with all that information on my mind, I was really curious about all those unpronounceable groups of people. So, I'm kind of a nerd, so I found it a map. And now I wish I had one of those red pointer things, but I don't. So the followers of Jesus were all together for a festival in Jerusalem, which is the flame, the kind of red flame in the center for Pentecost. And you may remember that most of Jesus' followers were these working-class folks from Galilee. And that's the area with the star, the yellow star on the map. In our story today, Jews from all these different places had either emigrated or were visiting Jerusalem Places on this map, like Rome and Egypt, which hopefully we know, we've heard of those, we know kind of where they are, but also places like Elam in the Far East, Cyrene in Northern Africa, Pontus, which is near the Black Sea, and Parthia, which is modern-day Iran. The list of languages or ethnicities in the book of Acts is 16. (laughs) Can you imagine the variety of peoples from all these different places gathered together? The marvel of Pentecost is not that the differences in language and culture just disappeared and all were well and unified by the power of this Holy Spirit. This was the land of Roman occupation after all, So Greek was likely understood by many of those in the space. But no, the Holy Spirit didn't translate her words into this common denominator of language. The wonder of this holy festival is that the important differences present on this day and in this place were recognized, they were seen They were celebrated. They were maybe even amplified by the work of the Holy Spirit. Each person heard the message propelled by the Spirit in their native language. Now, if you've ever traveled to somewhere where where your native language is not the dominant one, you know what a relief it is to hear your native tongue, to be able to Take it down a notch in the work your brain has to do to communicate with people. So you can imagine how powerful it was for these folks to hear it this way. To hear words in the voice of their mother or father. 
to hear in the language of their heart, the language of their dreams. Each one. Each one heard in their native language. And in this moment, within the Holy Spirit's work, there were no insiders or outsiders. There was no hierarchy of people. God's Spirit came upon this group, and each received the message in a way that they could hear and that they could understand. The Holy Spirit's message was literally customized for each person present. Isn't that incredible? Just take that in for a moment and consider all the other differences that were present, that were accounted for, which may not be as obvious as language, which the Holy Spirit attended to in that crowd. Faith's IDI process examined differences like this, things that are maybe less obvious than language. Together we explored the mix of differences that make a difference. Differences like language, sure, but also like generation or gender, modesty, values, race, and so much more. Our results showed that most faith participants um, fall into what's called minimization. That's 62% of those who participated. And so this means that as a congregation, we tend to highlight commonalities across groups. We seek universal values and principles when we're trying to navigate differences. In a highly polarized society, seeking to be tolerant and finding that common ground is definitely a good thing. Focusing on those commonalities, however, may inadvertently mask important cultural differences in values and perceptions or behaviors. So as a group, our growing edge is to gain deeper cultural understanding, both for the culture of faith, a Swedish evangelical mission start, and for cultures that are different than ours. Now, I have to state this with the caveat that this is for our congregation. So individually, that might not necessarily be what my growing edge is, but as a church, as an organization, that's sort of where we land. And this is a snapshot of where faith participants are in this moment. It's not a diagnosis for the rest of our existence. So putting this incredible story from Acts and this intercultural learning that we're doing as a congregation together. You may wonder, well, why did we do this intercultural learning? Why does it matter? I will tell you it's not out of some sort of search for political correctness or to somehow discount the congregation's history as a Swedish evangelical mission church. We actually learned we should know a lot more about that. We should know more about our cultural roots and who we are. But instead, members of this congregation utilize the IDI as a tool to help us more fully live out our vision, which is to be the body of Christ, welcoming all, 
inspired by God and sent out to live our faith. This is exactly what I see the Holy Spirit doing in this Pentecost story. And it kind of blows my mind. I'm not sure if our leadership had this story of the Holy Spirit's work in mind when crafting this vision statement, but to me it's, it's so connected. The Holy Spirit comes to this group gathered in Jerusalem and reaches out in this amazingly diverse contingent of those around with all the drama of wind and fire and violent noise. And in that place welcomes all of them by honoring that diversity that's present. And by sharing God's words in many, many difficult-to-pronounce languages. And while we do not know the exact words heard in this noise of speaking, we do know why. The Holy Spirit is sharing the gospel of Jesus so that others can hear in their native language in ways that they understand. So each person present on this day of Pentecost receives this God-inspired message of Jesus' love and mercy. And each one is sent out to the places from which they came, transformed, changed forever, and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ across the world. Imagine if Pentecost hadn't happened this way, reaching out, really embracing the diversity of God followers from all over living in Jerusalem. Jesus and God's incredible grace would have likely remained a topic of interest to only a very small subcult of Galilean Jews. Thank God for the Holy Spirit moving, welcoming, embracing, and then calling out these people in such a remarkable and beautiful way. And what a gift it is today that we can gather literally across time and space with the use of technology. And we can be welcomed by God and loved and challenged and called by God's Holy Spirit. The church council would not allow me to build a bonfire up here. Um, They said our insurance wouldn't cover it. But I want you to just imagine a really sweet bonfire that's like super dangerous. Can you do that? Yeah, up here. This is God's spirit moving now. Fires of love. You are loved beyond measure by a God who will customize the message just for you just for others, so that it comes in a way that you can understand. So that you too can be transformed by the extravagant love and the relentless mercy God offers to us in Jesus. Like the dancing, the uncontrolled movements of a fire. God's Spirit also comforts us in our weakness and guides us in our growing edges, welcoming us wherever we are on the journey. So let us go.
from this moment, touched by the fires of this radical love, and seek to truly be the body of Christ, welcoming all, inspired by God, and sent out to live our faith. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.